0: Welcome back to that Chelsea podcast where Chelsea have just drawn 1-1 at the Etihad. I'm joined to look back at the game by Mr. Tom Overend. Tom, how are we doing, my man?
1: The adrenaline is still swirling, my friend. Um, What a game that was and so much positive to be talking about, which is great because I'm normally on this podcast after yet another defeat. So it's nice to have a bit of variety today. We'd be able to give
0: give some players their flowers today. Indeed, indeed, I believe Tom, you were last on after the nil <clears throat> nil draw at Bournemouth earlier in the season, which is you know a very different field to what to, to a draw compared to the draw we are discussing now. Um, as always, do guests, I get them to give themselves a plug. So, Tom, tell people where they can find you and all your stuff.
1: Follow me on Twitter at Tovis98. Also, check out the Chelsea social, all my media appearances and stuff will go through that. So, um Check it out if you haven't already. Um, I'd really appreciate it. And try and interact with as many people as I can
0: as well. So, yeah. Lovely, lovely stuff. Tom's links will be in the description below. Right, yeah. Saturday evening, 5.30 kick-off. Manchester City on a 10-11 game winning streak. Chelsea having, you know, not done really much against Manchester City since Porto barbs you back crazy 4 draw earlier in the season. Uh, Tom, before we kind of break down the game, just get into it, just right now, you know, the final whistle's probably, you know, not, you know, been gone about an hour or so. Just what are, your, what are your thoughts now as we sort of gather to talk about this? Because I am, I'll, we'll get into it, I'm really happy, I'm really proud. I think that is arguably one of the, I mean, it's it's between that and Aston Villa and the Cup for the best performance of the season. I'm really fucking proud of that group of players and pots and I'm so, so happy. and We'll get on to giving those players flowers, but just feelings right now before we break into the game just like your result your feelings that everyone will draw Vietti had I'm
1: delighted with the performance delighted with the result mate Um, you know could we have won the game possibly but I thought every player gave 100% I thought they were very enterprising did their best against you know one of the great football teams of all time I think that's fair when you look at treble winners um, especially in the English game and we've given them a game both times this season and we've matched them both times, and with the team where we're at at the moment, I could not ask for any any more from them, honestly. And for that reason, I'm 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 just happy. I I I don't really understand the complaints and criticisms after that. I I you know I I just think when the players give everything, the coach sets us up well. For me, that's all you can ask of any football team. Ever and
0: they've shown us that today. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Um Tom right, let's let's get into obviously, you know, Tiago Silva is out, he's ruled out with injury, it means that it's uh Levi Cole, Axel Dazazi, uh centre back pairing, and they said then you're looking at, you know, pretty much the same team uh from Christian Paz except that Raheem Sterling <laughs> is in for a start instead of uh Noni Madaweki. Uh obviously, you know, Petrovic keeps his place uh in goal. Obviously we know that Robert Sanchez is back, but I think any missed this game with uh personal reasons or something like that. But um Tom, I guess, you know, there is probably only one way to start when we, we're talking about this game and you know, because I think we we do have to start with Chelsea's man of a match. Um so let let's start there because defence was very much a theme of this game. Axel de Zarzi, His game by numbers against Manchester City, 86% pass accuracy, 52 touches, 25 out of 29 passes completed, 16 clearances, four out of four aerial duels won, three blocks, two long balls completed. And those 16 clearances against Manchester City is the most by a Chelsea player in a Premier League game in the last eight seasons. Tom, now Axel Dezazi is a player who I think rightly has come in for some scrutiny, but from Chelsea fans this season, he obviously has had. Some disappointing games in Chelsea's defence, you know, under Mauricio Pochettino, has not been the best at times this season. But I think without doubt, we saw the very best of Axel D'Arcy tonight. There was so much just to like. He was really, really good. I fucking love those fist pumps. I loved him basically celebrating every defensive block like it was a goal. Like it was just so... Like, if anyone, again, if anyone who's like familiar with, you know, with the NFL, et cetera, when you kind of see that, you know, sort of a, the defense when they make a stop, et cetera, and you see these players like make so much, that's what it was sort of like watching Axel Dezazi tonight. But Tom, I mean, I just thought he was absolutely outstanding tonight. And, you know, against a tough test against a Manchester seaside, <clears throat> with, you've got Kevin De Bruyne trying to feed Erling Haaland and Axel DeZarzi, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, that was sort of that form tonight. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm thinking that's like, that's like, Rudiger 2.0 type love we've got we might have we might have unearthed it, a new sort a new Tony Rudiger uh, based on on from I'm I'm so just so pleased for him and just pleased with him because yeah he was exceptional tonight
1: all hail our french king axel du sassi Mate, I absolutely love him and someone was saying forget rudiger he played like prime John Terry today. I was just, it was remarkable. He was everywhere. He was just, you know, heading balls out. He was making intelligent decisions, wasn't wasting the ball. And what I love about De Zarzi is, and I think it should show every new signing that comes to Chelsea, regardless of how good you are at football, you can become proper Chelsea very, very, Quickly, the guy just lives and breathes Chelsea Football Club. He gets it. Every Chelsea fan can can tell you that this boy gets it, and nothing makes me happier. And I just think when it comes off and when we're in a position where the club's against the wall, that's when you see that's when you see these players, and that's when you see what they're made of. And today, Axel Dizazi, in my opinion, he showed that he's one of us. He was. You know, he, he he just knew how to withstand wave after wave of attack, and he, as I say, he might not always show his experience perhaps, or he might not always be perfect, but this is a guy who I think has bought the goodwill of every Chelsea fan in the last few weeks, and I'm just absolutely delighted for him. I really, really am.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been some week for Axel Dizazi from all sort of crowd surfing uh, in that way, and with you know after our late winner at Palace to then putting in an absolute monster performance tonight. Yeah, it's been it's been a pretty good week for for Axel Dezazi in endearing himself to to this Chelsea to the Chelsea faithful. Yeah, he was absolutely outstanding. He was just absolutely brilliant and said that test he more than passed it with flying colours. He was absolutely superb. Tom, let's get on to you know Chelsea's goal. Uh, the 42nd minute, yeah, a minute fairly familiar uh, to those, uh, you know, same minute as Kai Havertz scoring in Porto. Tom, it is just a lovely goal. Um, and I think we've got to give a lot of credit. I mean, we'll go on through soon, but I think we've got to give a lot of credit there to Nicholas Jackson. Obviously, you know, holds the ball up well then gets it off. Palmer then plays a superb ball sort of, cut, you know, curl sort of, around the defence. Fair for Sterling and fair play to Sterling for composure to finish it off. Tom, I guess a word on, on Nicholas Jackson and Raheem Stone because, again, tonight, I know Nicholas Jackson misses a chance in the first half uh, when Gusto plays a lovely ball across for him, etc., and he can't quite, you know, can't quite sort his feet out best and, you know, get that get your way. But with that assist tonight, remember, Nicholas Jackson also joins the Chelsea players uh, on the, in the Premier League this season on 10-plus Premier League goal contributions uh, after Cole Palmer. Um, Tom, yes, we did not see, you know, Actually, the total predatory instincts we want from our strike, from striker Nicholas Jackson. But I thought his all round game tonight was was excellent. And you're kind of seeing this is a player who is not. And is I know, you know, people look at him in his primary function, of his Chelsea team is to score goals, which, you know, he scores goals, maybe not as much people like. But I see we are seeing an all round game to Nicholas Jackson army that his all round game, I feel like throughout the season has been improving. And it's kind of well, on this podcast, I feel quite vindicated for, you know, backing him backing him quite quite strongly, you know, in various episodes. Because he has been, I thought tonight, maybe him and Raheem studying perhaps more of a couple of a quieter Chelsea players, but, you know, they still have that big moment together. And that was I'll get you to talk about Jackson, then I'll ask you ask you about Raheem, but just for for and Jackson, I thought he's all round performance tonight, I, I was really happy with him. I absolutely love him. And
1: I think consistently his show he's shown his movement and his hold up play to be absolutely elite tier. Honestly one of the best in the league at both of those attributes where I, you know, movement, of course, he, you know, he he he's had games where he's struggled with offsides and things, but, you know, the uh, if, if, if this boy could finish, people would be saying he is up there with the best strikers in the league. And for me, that's fine because the finishing will come. He just needs more and more Prem experience and those half chances will go in. The thing with Jackson is, I I feel as though every time he plays, he makes us noticeably better every single time. There's no, you know, I think it's night and day when you watch us with him and you watch us without him. So very much like you, I think I've backed him most of this season as well. And he is showing what he's made of. Again, one of our best signings under the new ownership and absolutely delighted Delighted with
0: it, honestly. Yeah, no, indeed, indeed. And said, so hopefully, you know, the goals can continue to come. But he's still on track for a good debut season in terms of goals wise. And the said, gets a great assist today. He Kind of gets 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 a ball that he would have maybe liked a bit more from from his Chelsea teammates, but now for he he put in a proper shift again tonight. I'm really really happy from again. You know, that's against City in the league this season. That's a goal and an assist, and you know, big games. You know, he, fair play, he caused a problem, gets that goal in the, in the replay against Filler in the cup, and again is really really lively again. We're seeing, you know, the benefits of him since coming back from AFCON. We, you know, we do look a better side with Nicholas Jackson. And Jackson, there's absolutely no doubt about that. Raheem Sterling gets his goal. It now means that he scored more Premier League goals than Steven Gerrard, overtaking Gerrard's 120. Raheem's on to 121. And he is the first ever former player to score both home and away against Manchester City in a single Premier League game. His game by numbers, 29 touches, four touches in the opposition box, three times he won possession, three duels won, three shots, three shots on target, one tackle, one goal. Uh, Tom Raheem Sterling, again a player who come in for criticism in, in recent weeks, and a player Chelsea fans kind of wanted to see out the side. Um, and they did get their wish. Um, you know, with you know him seeing for bench against Aston Villa in the cup tie, but also starting back Crystal Palace game on the bench. I guess Tom asked this because you know the next Chelsea's next game is their biggest game of the season so far. We see Raheem Sterling; he comes on against Crystal Palace. Midweek, and yes, he has a frustrating moment when Palmer plays a ball through to him, and takes too many touches, and doesn't really get a shot properly away. But he does play a crucial part in, in Chelsea's, uh, you know, in Conor Gallagher's second goal in the build up uh, in that game. And then he gets on the score t- today with a with a really nice, composed finish. Even if, you know, Brahim Stone was, again, perhaps, as I said, along with Jack, maybe one of Chelsea's, you know, quieter and perhaps less noticeable players uh, today. I guess my question for you do, Has that performance what we saw today pushed him in? Contention for you for starting that starting that League Cup final. I think he does start the League Cup final.
1: Um, whatever I say, um, it's a difficult one with Raheem, and I like him personally. I, I, I think he's a good. I think you know. I, I always think he, he, he's slightly harshly treated, but I've been I've, I've been critical of him this season. I think he's. Sadly, just not at a consistency level that warrants his wage or was kind of promised to us when we brought him in. Um, it's really hard because in that game, yes, he scores a really nice finish there, but he also has the chance where he fails to get a shot off. I know that the, that, that the chance was perhaps offside, but every game, I mean, he, he reminds me a bit of kind of peak Willian when Willian used to just be... The most frustrating player because he would pull something world class out of his locker, and then give us a lot of average play in the mix too. Um And that's exactly how I feel about Sterling. To be completely honest, I think I would play him in the final purely because he tends to do better against his old clubs. And when or... he does
0: have a hideous record against Liverpool, Tom, I, I don't think he's actually scored against them. He Aww. does. He tends, but he was good. He was good of the game again in the game against West Ham for a the season. Um, Tom, just to give you his thoughts. I guess the reason I ask for is because I'm kind of looking at it. And Nani Madueke, you know, sort of had a bit of a, a couple of iffy games either side of of the Aston Villa game replay, where I thought he was very good. Mudrick has just you know seemingly, again gone down the pecking order. And I guess the reason why I ask stone signing is because Christopher and Kunku did come on as a substitute in that second half. And granted, you know. It was perhaps not the, I mean, the best game state for him, but he, you know, was fairly, you know, just innocuous. Really, he didn't really offer a huge amount. And I guess it's been a question for you: Do you kind of take that gamble on on Nkunku, who has, you know, kind of, you know, shown that he can be, you know, in moments a Chelsea player, but he's still kind of getting up to speed? I guess that's my question for you: Is it, it do you kind of gamble on on Kunku and trusting and hoping he, he, you know, he comes? He, you know, he puts in a in a, in a major performance in the final. Or are you kind of happier bring him off a bench and starting Sterling in that final. I guess what I'm getting at with it.
1: I would um, I would take Nkunku off the bench. I think today, to be honest, has proven to me that actually, Poch has probably been right to use Nkunku off the bench. I think he, he didn't look especially sharp today. I understand that the game obviously wasn't built for him at that moment,
0: but yeah, and I, he, as I don't think he necessarily helped us out defensively a huge no. amount either when he when he came on.
1: Having said that, though, he came on for Jackson. He was perhaps supposed to be that out ball, which we didn't. You know, we were just kind of hoofing it out at that point. And I'm not necessarily blaming our defenders and midfielders, but I'm not. You know, I'm. I, I'm not going to necessarily blame him for not coming into our kind of penalty box. And if if, if that yeah. was what he was instructed not to do, I mean, maybe Poch thought he'd be a good option on the counter, you know, good yeah. at finishing good against high lines. Uh, but I, for me, it was just more on the kind of implementation. I, I just didn't see in his game, the high standards that you'd normally sort of expect to see from him. And again, I have no doubt in my mind that it will come. I just think he's clearly rusty, not fit enough. And, you know, all I would say is if, if our cup final next Sunday is anything like our previous ones against Liverpool, we're likely to be playing 120 minutes. And if so, we're of course going to want, you know, he, he, he's going to have his opportunity to influence that final. So you know, that's the way I see it. That's my 10 cents. Um, look, don't view this as me doubting him in any way long term. But yeah, if you're offering me just Sterling or and Kunku, I, I-, I would start Sterling. Yeah. Um, in terms of Mudrick and Madaweke, I can see the arguments for starting them on a bigger pitch. But actually, again, they might be more effective off the bench. I'm not entirely sure. I need to think about
0: that. No, that's fair enough. And said within Kunku, I'm not gonna really be harsh and judge him because he comes on for Raheem Sterling in the sixty-fourth minute, but then several minutes seven minutes later, one Chelsea's one other attacker, Cole Palmer is substituted for Trevor Chalabar, and then in the eighty second minute, Jackson is subbed off for, for Kasadai. So he's you know, he's not really playing with with much of a, you know, with many other attackers and it's quite clear, you know, the direction Chelsea kind of go to after after him being on the pitch for a for a little bit. So yeah. I said I and I agree with you. I think I probably would start Sterling, I also think in a cup final, this is a young team and I do think some experience will be important because I'll be honest, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not bringing Thiago Silva back in. I'm not touching that, def- that back line to start today. I- I'm wanting that back-, that back line in. And Raheem Sterling is sort of that one real senior play on pitch. And as I said, I actually think, you know, he gets his goal today. Granted, he also had some frustrating moments, but he gets his goal today. And he has a decent impact, you know, midweek off bench against pass. I'm kind of starting him, and then I'm kind of just seeing what the game state is. And then said, bring Britt said, I'm happy if I'm bringing and and off the bench, maybe along with Madweki or Madrid Bulwency. Um Tom, I guess, you know, kind of got to talk about it. Let's talk, let's talk about sort of that midfield. I really it was quite clear to see as well, you know, watching my game. It's quite nice, as said. I was frustrated, incredibly frustrated midweek watching that, particularly about first half when Enzo and Caicedo were just not playing close to each other and you kind of saw Enzo hard pitch. Tom, day to out first half, you kind of saw just with the shape, Chelsea had out, out of possession as well and just with ball, Enzo and Caicedo. I mean, that midfield duo today, I just thought, worked their absolute socks off. Enzo's game by numbers, the Man City, 79% pass accuracy, 50 touches, 26 out of 33 passes completed, 4 out of 6 grounders won, 4 out of 4 tackles won, 4 blocks, 3 clearances, 1 key pass. And they said Moises, Caicedo as well, gets, you know, fairly early booking in that game and he manages to, you know, to just, you know, toe the line correctly. Tom, I guess the word on that on that pairing, I thought, you know, again, that was a, a proper proper shift from both of them. And I guess a credit to, to Moises, you know, he gets that booking early on and we're under siege, but he still manages to, you know, there was a point, there was maybe a fear in that first half that he might you know he, goes in, he could potentially be in danger of getting himself sent off but as actually time went on that game my confidence you know just grew in him and he seemed to just realise the situation he just did seem to sort of go with it and by the end I had no real you know qualms about him potentially getting a second year I thought that that midfield too sort of ushered ushered the team quite well today
1: exactly mate I mean on on about 60 minutes I was tweeting saying I think Caicedo has to come off because he made a couple of challenges at the start of the second half that got me a bit worried i think the one on de bruyne that they had that free kick just outside the box and i think there was one more maybe it was a follow through just just in the first half but as you say i think as the game went on i didn't notice him in the sense that i saw his work but i didn't sit on the edge of my seat saying bloody hell he needs um you know he needs to come off because he just got on with his job and that's the kind of biggest compliment I can pay him he he's you know he was everywhere he was intercepting balls he was making it very difficult for City to kind of build up play I mean I know by the end they were doing it from about the final third line but they you know he 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 was stopping their kind of passing lanes their channels and absolutely delighted and I do have to say, I mean, I suppose, unfortunately, I don't I don't particularly enjoy saying stuff like this, but it's all come. This midfield has just improved infinitely since Thiago Silva stopped playing because Caicedo drops between the centre-backs at times. And when we did it with Thiago on the pitch, the line would be far too deep. And therefore Enzo would just bolt up the pitch and... I think since we've had a more confident, more useful back four, they've been able to operate as a unit so much more effectively. I mean, they play together. It doesn't feel like an old kind of diamond formation with Enzo in the, in the attacking midfield role and Kaisido in the defensive role, because that's how it felt to me in games this season with, you know, when Thiago has been playing and You know, I think tactically, I'm hoping that Potts has kind of understood that and will change accordingly. And if so, I really do think that that the midfield and kind of by extension, the whole team is just, just going to improve really quickly. And, you know, both of them today, as you said, worked so hard. I tweeted before the game saying, I think their performance as a unit was going to determine whether we got anything out of the game or not. And if they played close together, I think we were giving ourselves a chance. If not, forget it. But today they played as a unit, they were together they yeah you know, they fought for the badge. I think every single player today fought for the badge, and as fans, that's all we can ask so yeah, that's my summation on the on you know on
0: those boys, very, very proud of them both. Yeah, and Tom, I mean, basically, to kind of think we're probably just going to end up going through the 11 at this point because I think it will worthy of praise. Tom, our fullbacks again, I thought well had a really solid game defensively, perhaps not as involved offensively, but I thought he was just, you know, pretty solid, reliable defensively. And Tom, Malagusto, again, he was he was my man of a match against Crystal Palace on Monday night. No, I thought he was outstanding. He was outstanding away at Villa in the cup. And again, I thought tonight he was absolutely outstanding. He was brilliant defensively. I thought he he handled Jeremy Doku very well. Jeremy, he made Jeremy Doku look very ordinary. And offensively as well, he was a threat. His game by numbers, 86% pass accuracy, 66 touches, 24 out of 28 passes completed, 10 clearances, 9 ground jewels, won, 8 out of 9 tackles won, 2 key passes, 2 big chances created. I mean, Tom, that was the complete performance, really, from Malagusto. And I'm like, you know, I'm saying it it's all the time. We have finally got, that, that I say, I, I even feel like saying back up to Reese James feels harsh just based on performances we've seen. But we finally got that competition at Ryback. we We finally sort of got that player we can really trust in Reese's absence. And he, I mean, you kind of mentioned Jackson being one of the sort of, you know, best signs we made on the Stanford. I mean, yeah, I mean, and uh, Cole Palmer is another one. I think Malagusta as well, value for money. Exceptional! I am so so impressed every time I watch this boy play football. But just a word on Chile, and then and more so on Malagusto. Our fullback stay just outstanding. Proper shift, great great performance all round.
1: Je j'adore, j'adore mon ami Malagusto. I love the guy. I, I, I've I've given him so much praise that at this point, all I just want to say is I wholeheartedly love him. In the words of in the words of a Chelsea, well a Chelsea influencer, unfortunately, I, I will I will use some words. Malo Gusto is my spirit animal. Malo Gusto is my sensei. Malo Gusto is the man who I, the man who I live for at the moment, mate. Honestly, he's just awesome. And as you say, he he's made me not miss Rhys James. He's made me just think, you know what, Rhys? Just take as long as you want, pal. We want to see you back at top form. But with Gusto playing like this, Leading Eck. It, it it's just such a nice such a nice thing to say. And as I say, I think at the moment, definitely top two signings of the new ownership, probably with Cole Palmer as well. But he's he he he's really come into his own and I know he had a slightly injury stricken start to the season, but he he just offers us so much. And and with Chilwell defensively I was very impressed today and and that's the area that I'm particularly concerned about away at City he um, you know I think in the past he's been very good in attack but this season people have questioned him defensively and I think not unfairly but actually he's really getting that run of form that is making me really feel like he's back but I mean we had that last season and it was a little bit of a false dawn with injury so I just want Chilwell to remain fit because he does add leadership. He adds experience. You know, he was there in the good times and, you know, I just want to see him play. I I really, really like him. I have to be honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Said he's the only, he's the sole survivor on that pitch today from, from that Champions League final in Porto and said, and Chelsea's last, you know, successful trip to Vietti had as well. Uh, Tom, we will get on to Mr. Petrovich as well, uh, who does a uh, Tom Conor Gallagher. Now, you know, it was not you know in recent weeks we've kind of praised Conor Gallagher for adding goals to his game. It's kind of been one of our you know, as much as we a lot of us have absolutely loved Conor Gallagher's performances this season, and he and his all round game is excellent. The goals has been something you know we we've said he need to add, and he had about. But today, actually, I want to kind of pinpoint his it was his role in that team as well. Like he would sort of just yeah. Times of press up like high, and then he would also just you know out of a ball press up high. So also be like four four two etc. And then he'd also then kind of come back deeper as well. And also I think your word and he's like form sort of he was sort of like on points. he's just on Rodri at points, and I think his you know quite same, but yeah. Obviously, unfortunately, Rodri does come up clutch at the end as he always does. But again, Tommy just like a word, you know, other players will catch the headlines from that form say, but I think just a word and kind of because I, I thought again he just ran his socks off tonight, and it was a proper proper shift from him today. The work rate, as always, is just absolutely outstanding. I I I really
1: do think he's he's worthy of his place and he's worthy of his weight in gold. And I know people saying against low blocks he needs to add goals, this, that, and the other, but in big games, he's irreplaceable in the sense that it's very rare you get a player with his work rate who is just willing to die for the shirt and as I say, I I I loved how he just at every turn was pressing, making life difficult for City. I don't think we get a point without a performance like that from him, and I say that about all three of our midfielders. But the reason I say that about him is because the other two, Enzo and Caicedo, obviously get noticed a lot more. But what Gallagher provides in, in you know in this team, in the bigger away games especially. Is just it's just it's just something special, honestly. And I, w- I, w- I will say if you know if I'm the ownership, I don't know what is stopping me offering this boy a new contract because you know at Wembley, I will say this: if Gallagher has a good game, we stand a chance because he will make Liverpool's life hard and he'll do what he needs to do to stop them stop them playing around and as I say, I know you can make that point about a few other players, but when it comes to Connor, I I really do think that that big game player, that kind of big game player tag that I think a lot of people would give to him is important. And yes, he needs to add more goals. Yes. He needs to do more against low blocks. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and deny that, but, in the big games, you need that work rate. You need those minerals and he has them. He really, really does.
0: Yeah. Um, Tom, I guess a word for Geordie for Petrovic. He actually was relatively untroubled. troubled. It's quite telly, but Manchester City essentially you had, I think, about twenty-five or so shots to to our eight or whatever at some point during the game. But we actually had more shots on target than them. Uh but Tom, just a word for for Petrovic. Again, just you know, pretty solid performance. Obviously, there's, I think maybe a point in the first half that he maybe comes and sort of flaps at the ball, but I think he sort of fouled. But again, it's just comfortable. It's just, you know, really, come on. I feel comfortable. I feel safe with Petrovic in goal. Again, he doesn't do anything stupid. He doesn't take... Do, at no point was I scared of when Chelsea were playing out or scared of Chelsea really giving away a stupid goal. He made the saves he needed to today. And again, he's just one of those players again tonight who just helps us get come away from Yeti with a point.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I I just, you know, Georgie, Georgie just makes us not worry anymore. That's that's something that that is just so important, and I'll be honest. I think Sanchez having you know, and I really do hope him and his family are absolutely fine. But I think him being out probably made Poch's life a lot easier, not having to choose between the two of them. Um, but I mean, if it were up to me, it would have been Georgie, just because of his performances in the last few weeks, and I, you know, I I, I really. Do I really do appreciate him and, and, and I really hope people do as well. I mean, I see some football hipsters saying to me, his distribution is not all that and everything, but ultimately distribution is something that, you know, it's a nice thing to have and it's important in modern football, of course, but ultimately you have to be a good goalkeeper in a traditional sense. And that's what Georgie is. And his distribution is also good. It may not be as good as Sanchez is, but actually today I don't think it inhibited us at all and that's something I look at and i'm just I'm just delighted with and I think that that guarantees he gets the cup final i you know I really think that if he doesn't play the cup final, it would be pretty cruel to him, given you know him getting us getting us past um newcastle um and you know as you say, just super steady super quality you know super good and that's that's something that as i say i'm sure after having kepper and and others maybe chelsea fans don't take that for granted anymore um or at least i hope not
0: Indeed, indeed. And I said, if Thibaut Courtois is good enough for Real Madrid and his distribution is not necessarily the best, Jordi Petrovic is certainly good enough for me if his distribution is not necessarily for best. And I say he's, he's he's good and he's growing. And, it, you know, it's a learning experience for him as well over time, a young keeper, et cetera. And he's, he's doing well, Tom Cole Palmer, um, you know, perhaps a quieter game today. But again, we still see his impact in, you know, the ball uh, that he plays. You know, he's able to play, play Jackson through. And Tom, I, I kind of just want to point out, dude, again, he starts this game on the right, Sure, it's maybe one of his potentially quieter games, but I thought his link up play again with Gusto down there right was pretty good. I think it's quite clear to to Poch, play him here, play him there, don't play him false nine. Like we kind yep. of saw the start in that, you know, that that Crystal Palace game. And I know he played there at Aston Villa when we won in the cup and we as a team we played well, even if Palmer, you know, was pretty quiet. But we saw midweek when he's kind of is eventually switched over with the subs, you know, on Monday night. when he switched over the subs and he's on the right, he gets those two assists and he sort of plays a the part then build up. Save a goal. I mean, Tommy's it's pretty clear that Cole Palmer just has to be that player who starts on the right wing for us, isn't he? That is his position, and that is his to lose going forward, because again, you know, it was just you know, a solid a solid performance, you know. It, again, you know, he didn't necessarily wasn't as involved. He wasn't really asked to be the main man. It was a different sort of game for him today, but again, just, you know, when when needed, just was good. Cole, 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 sign him up for eight more years. Chelsea boys are
1: on the best. I just, I, I love him. I, I think everything he everything he gives to us, it's just as I say, it's like Pep's come and given us one of his young boys from from Maslia back in the day and he's just said, Chelsea, you can have him. This league's too easy for me and I can't thank him enough. I, If, if I'm this bored, I'm signing him up for 20 more years because he's just... It's just crazy good. And as you say, he's not the man to be false nine. He's not prime Lionel Messi just yet, but how he, he offers so much out wide. And I love the arrogance he has on the ball. It's, it's like that kind of swagger that Hazard had for a while. And, you know, to see him doing that in the Premier League at what, 20, 21 years old, it, 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 it really is beyond belief actually and i re- i listened to a podcast or, or i read somewhere that off the pitch palmer actually had quite a difficult time moving to london he you know he he never lived away from home before to my knowledge he you know he he, he doesn't know how to cook i think the club had to hire a chef for him I think he might be you know, slightly homesick. Not you know, London's a big place. He, I think he was missing his parents, from what I saw. But then he doesn't show it on the pitch at all. I mean, he he's playing as if he's been at the club for you know he's been at the club since he since the day he was born almost. And it's that that swagger that I look at and I think this is the next Hazard, this is the next Zola, and I almost don't want to put another name next to him because he's just. Yeah, he is Obama. Obama. Like he is, yeah. like, he's that guy. He's that guy. And oh gosh, goodness me! As I say, he may not have, you know, it may not have been his absolute biggest game, but his work with Gusto was brilliant. He got the kind of pre-assist for the goal. Ah, oh, just honestly, days like this, and I've seen it. I've seen it said by a few people, and, and I can agree more. This team is frustrating at times, but on days like this. It makes you just long for these players to do well so badly because this is a group that if they grow together, I really do think we can become a pretty good team. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: Yeah, man, Tom. A right hand side, Malagusto, 20 years old. Cole Palmer, 21 years old. Has said that right hand side. There's a lot to be. There's a lot to be excited about. Has said that that link-up play between those two were superb. And said, yeah, um, Tom we have given praise to every single starter uh, that came on. Um, I will say fair play. Kudos to Trevor Chalbar, He comes on. I know Rodri Schott does take, you know, the, the, the nick of him that goes past. I think it, Rodri shot's probably going in anyway, maybe. I don't know. But I'm not going to fault Trev. It's, you know, it's a shot from outside the box that takes, like, a nick. Like, if Chelsea have defended quite well, if that's the type of goal they concede, and it's just a bit unlucky, but a goal from the outside of the box is one that goes in. Um, Castellate comes on for Jackson. Yeah. Not, you know, I get it. It, it, It's a a big physical body. Uh, Tom, you know, don't have spent too long I think just quite nice to see Trevor Chalabar back on a football pitch for Chelsea. Like, I feel... That he will probably be one of those players that moves on in the summer again, but I feel like I've probably also been saying this for just a season or two because it just seems that his Chelsea career goes that he is going and then he say that he always stays. But Tom, just a word for Trevor Chalabar, like I don't really know what this means for, but it's just nice and even if it is just like a, a warm body right now, uh, with, obviously with Silver out injured, etc. I thought it was, just, it, it was just nice, you know, today as well for him. Just to come on, you know, for, for twenty minutes, you know, first first taste of action for the season. And for him to just be part of a group as well, but, but got that point of the Eti, I just for him also just sort, of, you know, I guess feel involved in this group because it must have been like a bizarre sort of a really tough and bizarre season for him up to this point. I'm just you know, we no need to go too long this, but I'm just again just pleased for him that he saw the football pitch and, you know, I thought was was pretty solid when he was on the pitch in, in his time as well. Exactly, mate. I I I didn't expect him to see yeah, you know, I didn't
1: expect to see him play for us again. I can't lie. I I, I thought he would be off. I mean according to those reports, wasn't it? He wasn't even going to be reintegrated at one point because the club was so desperate for him to go. But as I say, it it is nice. This is a lad who, again, he is proper Chelsea. And it's just nice to see, as you say, it's nice to see him fit, nice to see him get involved. And if Poch gives him chances, you know, I'll be very happy because, you know, this is a guy who will always give his all as long as he's at Chelsea and ahead of the Crystal Palace game. I was watching again his, his debut goal in the premier league. And it just brings a slight smile to your face, looking at a boy, you know, a boy whose dreams come true that day. And as I say, for as long as he's here, that's that, that's what we're going to get, you know, he'll bleed for this club. And yeah,
0: just Trev you know, we're with you, whatever happens going forward. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Now look, it would be remiss to not point out that Erling Haaland had an absolute stinker today, and that's what I get for triple captaining him in FPL. So you're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. Erling Haaland could not, could not live up to the, to his the standards, I expectations I placed for him in this double this double game week. Uh, only two Manchester City players had nine-plus shots and failed to score in a Premier League game in the last eight seasons. Sergio v Manchester United, in 2017, and Erling Haaland v Chelsea in 2024. His nine shots had an XG of 1.71 against Chelsea and his his highest totals without scoring in a game for Manchester City in all competitions. So yes, we did also potentially ride our luck a bit. So yeah, um, Tom, I've just realised one person we've not even talked about. I've literally talked about every single player, but not Levi Colwell, because obviously, I'm remembering because he did pass Levi for one of his head, so he'll target. Tom, Levi Colwell, again, I guess he was the man who who stepped in to, to replace Thiago Silva today. Left centre-back, just solid, just a rock. He has been the man that has been missing from all the games. That I think Chelsea have conceded four goals in this season. He's had a you know interesting season so far. Spend quite a bit of it left back, uh, but again we saw him today left centre back, Tom. And again that just is his best position for Chelsea, isn't it? Again, I just thought you know a solid, solid shift. He'd done his job, and him and Dzazzy. I mean that's a partnership we want to see moving forward, isn't it?
1: I do not want to see that lad play left back ever again. He is the nailed on left centre back for Chelsea. Um yeah. Again, him and h him and De Zazi together were both rocks at the back. And you're right that actually De Zazi will get all the flowers, but Cole was was equally as equally as solid and I think faultless today. Um again, I I just really hope that this wakes potch up in the long term and he keeps starting there because, you know, I really do think it gives us the best chance of winning games and Levi, Levi deserves it. So yeah, I, you know, Levi really good showing again. And, and, and I just want to see him get a run at center back. That, that, that's all I'm asking for,
0: honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Tom, we have basically shared praise on all those 11 starters. And I think it would be remiss not to shower praise on Maurizio Pochettino. And let's let's talk about yes. Poch. Listeners of a podcast in recent weeks will know that I've had Jam on the podcast, and he is not the biggest fan oh. of Maurizio Pochettino. And he's had his gripes, and he has explained them to people. Even if people don't didn't necessarily like some of the anti-Poch sentiment, who's been on the pod last week, couple of weeks, with having Jam on, I was pretty just critical of Poch on Monday night. Uh, you know, I was just pretty just fuming with. I mean, I said, I was. I was really disappointed with what I saw. I thought we were rubbish Monday night bar five minutes, but we did win 3-1. But, Tom, today I thought, and bear in mind, Poch's Chelsea team away in big games have been suspect. You look at what happened away at Man United. You look what happened away at Newcastle. You look what happened away at Liverpool. I thought, fair fucking play, Poch. You got that absolutely bang on. Outstanding or out of possession in that first half, particularly City did. City really did struggle to to create, and in that first result, we were a threat on the break. That first half is probably the perfect 45 minutes of football we could see. And you'd be forgiven if thinking, you know, we took that took that 45 minutes and showed to people, and they thought it was from watching prime, you know, Jose Mourinho coach a team. You know, think about Monday night football that Vieti had in, in his first season back at Chelsea when we were Pellegrini City, 1-0 thanks to Ivanovic's goal. You'd have been forgiven for thinking about watching, you know, Thomas Tuchel or Antonio Conte sort of masterclass sort of back in the day at Chelsea, Tom, fair play that first half and I'm, and the second half as well. You know, good as well. I think the first half obviously was a better showing than the second half. But just in general, Tom, fair play to Maurizio Pochettino, fair play to him because in a big game, obviously outstanding. The team was outstanding against Villa and the Cup replay. But this is the biggest test of the season so far, biggest challenge he will face. You know, probably one of the biggest challenges he will face season. And I thought he got it bang on, outstanding yeah. from Poch today as well. A word for him.
1: Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And and it actually. And as I say, I'm someone too, I've been critical of him. I thought that his time was up after Wolves. Um, you know, I will say all this, I'm not kind of I'm not gonna back away from it, but honestly, since then, Bell Silver asked for things to change and boy has he changed things. Three games, haven't lost any of them and I couldn't agree more. He sets us up well. And and he has set up a, a set, you know, he has a really good record against Pep Guardiola. Um, I remember at Spurs as well. He was, he just seemed to know how to, how to kind of crack the code. And he's done it this season twice. I think both games, I actually think perhaps this one, we were closer to winning than the one at Stamford Bridge. But in both cases, we've more than matched them. And I don't think we come away lucky to get a point. And as a coach, what has frustrated me about Poch and why you know, for a while I'd come around to Jamsway thinking now I just don't know is he hasn't learned from his mistakes and whether whether he's been kind of made to by injuries and stuff like that. He's learning now. He's learning to play defenders in the right position. He's learning that the midfield you know need to be close to close to each other, and that means the defence needs needs to play higher up. And if he keeps learning, I'm not one of those people that will keep calling for him to go, because he's given us something this season. He's given us moments. He gave us Tottenham away. He's given us today. He gave us the 4 all. He gave us the 2 all against Arsenal, the 3-1 against Villa. There have been glimpses this season of of a team that is coming through and developing. All I want is to see it more. Um, I just want to see, I just want to see him keep doing it. And as you say today, give this guy all the praise he deserves. And honestly, if you, if, if you're out there trying to criticize him for the subs, I'm sorry, but just, just go away. It It's just not needed. Um, any team in the Premier League will not be upset with a point at Manchester City, and the point where we are at the moment, I don't think we should be either. So, honestly, Pat Poch, mate, great, great stuff tonight. Really, really good.
0: Yeah, indeed. Look, I will just address it because it has, but it was a thing people were annoyed about. As I said. And the free he does make free substitutes. As I said, and Kunku replaces Sterling again. I think that's absolutely fine. I'm thinking that's fresh legs on in attack. You have still got the same team out there. You can still kind of try and hit them on the break. Obviously, that does not quite come to fruition. He brings on Trevor Palmer. 71 minutes, 20 minutes to go. I mean, again, it kind of makes sense. Chelsea going to a back a back free, like again trying to trying to see the game out, and then I'll see Cassidy comes off Jackson. 82nd minute again. Time is really running out at that point. Like. The only other subs I genuinely think people can complain about him not making are bring on Nonni or Mudrick. And as I kind of say, Nonny, you kind of saw Nonni's performance Monday night against Crystal Palace, where he's caught being lazy, being having pondering on ball too long, on the ball gives away the ball, uh, and for Lerma to, to put Palace ahead, dude. And like at, t- at times, like I think he has improved under Poch, he's one of those players who's improved under Poch. But you also saw him. We've got that recent example of a big game at Anfield where he's hooked and he was again, just awful. And again, he wanting to bring him on with 20 minutes to go, et cetera, like, all that time to go to try and like, you know, when we're going to be still probably not see a lot of the ball and be out of possession. I don't know. And then Mudrick, again, he's kind of fallen down in order. I get the option. I get the idea that he has, you know, pace to burn. And he could be a threat on the attack. And I completely get that with the subs we kind of made later on, we essentially had no real threat going forward. And it was a case of, you know, us hanging on. But I I do feel really reluctant to be too critical of Poch and like the subs and what could have been because also like none of none of us expected Chelsea to go to the Etihad and get a point today. None of us expected Chelsea to play that well today. And Chelsea did play really well. So yeah, sure, maybe there's questions about the subs, but honestly, like I'm really pleased with Poch. I think that's one of the best I, I said, that and Aston Miller are the best games we've had this season. The fact that, you know, those are two of the last three performances is, is encouraging and hopefully a sign of things but can go in the right direction. And I guess Tom potentially that's also kind of you know maybe today that can be a blueprint for Poch to learn on for those away you know those big games you know for the future as well that he kind of he got it right that you know we were able to out of possession, I thought you know we were very good I said City really didn't create great chances you know till till late on in that game and then we were a threat going forward to said I think that what we saw today certainly start that that is a blueprint for going forward because all said on another day. And yes, we've also got a caveat with the, the chances only Erling is, but on another day, Chelsea could have potentially been 2-0 up at half-time in that game as well. So for you, is this sort of like the blueprint that coach has kind of got to follow going forward in these big games away from home?
1: In the big games, yeah. I mean, I think people asked, and I know we got a question as well on this with regards to consistency. I think it's hard to be like, play like this every week, because it's just not the type of team that you play 90% of the time in the Premier League. But in the big, big away games at big six. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think he, he, he set up well for the team we were playing against, you know, doubling up on Doku, especially I noticed we really, really limited his effect. So I'm just sat here thinking, you know, we can get points in these big away games. Is it something that, you know, I don't think it's as easy as to say, just play like this consistently, you know, it's not the way it works, but... Having said that, it's going to give us a good blueprint for next Sunday, which I don't know if today makes me more or less confident, but in terms of, yeah, if we, you know, if we can pull out a performance like that, who says we can't pull
0: off a shock at Wembley, honestly? Yeah, indeed. indeed. So if Chelsea put in a performance like they did today again, in the the final next week, then I can have no complaints again really about, you know, Whatever the outcome has said, and if they put them in performance like that, they've got a damn good chance of a damn good chance of winning. Has said no, I said to a man outstanding, Maurizio Pochettino, fair play, absolutely outstanding from from him tonight. Has said yeah, really, really pleased, A huge, you know, hopefully a big result. And yes, look, in the grand scheme of things, we look at it Chelsea a tenth, but it's been a good. Overall, it's been a decent weekend. Obviously, Wolves won away at Spurs earlier, which temporarily put us to 11th, but that draw means we stay in 10th, and I guess that's nice just for the weekend, but we stay in 10th. Newcastle drew at home to Bournemouth, West Ham lost to Nottingham Forest. So again, as it stands, we're one point off West Ham in eighth, we We're two points off Newcastle in seventh, and said, Brighton play tomorrow. Sure, they could move, you know, as Sheffield United, they could move free clear of us. But Tom, I guess as well, like, I mean, I feel like it's probably unlikely we catch Manchester United in sixth. But who knows if fifth is enough for a Champions League spot, then, you know, the places for Europa League drop down a bit again. Maybe seventh is enough for Europa League. Tom, and it's it's easy enough to say, but I guess, yeah, there is, there is reason, there is hope based off today that this Chelsea team in the league, you know, can still climb the Premier League table and still, you know, regardless of happens in the cup competitions, can still hopefully qualify for for Europe through, through league position, isn't there? Yeah, having said that though,
1: I would much rather, I'd much rather that we get Europe next Sunday, um, and then we, I think, in the league, we'll be able to chance our arm a little bit more. So, um, I'm hoping that that we will be able to have it kind of in the bank, so to speak. But yeah, I think, you know, my hope was always top six this season, or, or, or you know, Europa League qualification we are very much still in the fight for that i know we've got i think we have a slightly slightly difficult run coming up from memory i think we have brentford away never an easy game um i'm i'm just going through our league fixtures brentford away newcastle at home arsenal away burnley at home united at home it's not it's not the nicest run but then again we now
0: have the blueprint for the big games. So, who knows? Also, who knows, saying, that honest. Arsenal game, I think Arsenal game will also be moved if we beat Leeds in the Cup. But yeah, as I said, you mentioned, you know, not Messi, you know, a tough run of fixtures. But again, Manchester tonight was a tough game against Manchester City. And look at the performance we put in. As I said, you know, yeah, is Brentford up next in the league? Um, you know, They are. They've got Tony back. That'll be interesting. They obviously, you know, we've struggled against them at Stamford Bridge in their three seasons promotion to the Premier League. But we've actually done all right away at Brentford in the league. So, yeah, no, we will. We will wait and see. Um, But let's move on to some listener questions. First question comes in from Dan Hill. Outstanding performance from Chelsea. Reminded me of vintage Chelsea. Now the million billion pound question is how can we translate this to week in week out football to restore Chelsea to the top of the English and European game I mean Tom I think firstly I think it's probably unfair to expect that kind of level of performance week in week out from Chelsea I don't like no team regardless of how good they are is going to put in that level of performance we saw tonight week in week out but Tom how do we try you know how do we kind of I guess build on this and try and use it to you know get Chelsea to Back to a silver sort blonde of of because I said we look at Chelsea this season, as you mentioned with Potter, there's been a lot of moments, been a lot of actually things to, to cling on to. I guess the strength thing is there's also been quite a few, few lows as well. I guess, how do we translate this week? Is it kind of simply put that you know, stick kind of right now? Maybe right now we've kind of unlocked something, run with it, don't be afraid to make those big decisions, even if that does mean you know, Thiago Silva is kind of you know, sidelined now till his his contract is up potentially, you know, kind of just, is it kind of those decisions like that that can help it essentially, you know, this, the hierarchy as well, sticking with Poch again, this probably has done quite, you know, this, this result's probably done, you know, Poch quite, quite good in their, in their standing. How do we, I guess, translate this, you know, to week in, week out, because I said, I don't think we're going to see that level of performance week in, week out, but I think we certainly should be seeing sort of that character, you know, the character we saw tonight near enough week in, week out from this team moving forward, shouldn't we? That, that's the, that's the ultimate goal. I don't think it will happen, but I think it's something we should we should aspire to.
1: Yeah, I think what I would say is this team is going to be inconsistent. You know, it is a group of young players. It's a young squad. We're not going to see, we're not going to see everything all at once. However, you know, I think the way you get consistent is just playing loads of matches and the more games this team plays together, the better they're going to get. And if we can keep a system that goes through the club and maybe we bring in some players that can can improve us, who says we're not going to get to the top? I I still do believe that that we are laying the foundations for something good. It will just take time. And time is the one thing in football that a lot of people, a lot of people unfortunately don't want to give. And I do think that actually we just need to we just need to allow this team to grow and perhaps sometimes not be too hard on them. It's just the problem when the problem when they when they just don't show up for a game, but when they when they do give the all we've seen what they can produce, so patience, time and matches, and we will get to the top, Mr. Hill, I promise.
0: Yeah, no. I think, for us, as has I said, I think you've kind of got to said you. You know, it, it's going to be hard to. I I think it's unfair to expect that level of performance that we saw against. He, you know, every single week. But I don't think it's you know unfair to expect you know something you know a little bit a tiny bit off that near enough most weeks. As I said, that was a team today. As I said, for fact on this podcast we have praised all eleven starters plus the coach. You know, quite often this season it's being it's it's quite rare for us to kind of basically just praise every single you know, near every single individual involved today. Normally it's been, you know, this player or that player and some have, you know, gone by the wayside of it. But again, the fact that we're kind of this episode praising every single player is probably, you know, indication of kind of what we need to do. But yeah, I said this team time together, as I said, the cup's important. They've reached a domestic cup final against Liverpool. Whatever happens, I think it's still been, it can be a good learning experience. The FA Cup is an opportunity. Again, they've got to really take seriously to go deep in and that's an opportunity to get Europe. As I said, getting European qualification for next season for whatever competition it is can be good for you again building this squad, getting minutes into players, etc. Just getting this team more experience because that is kind of the one thing this team does a point lap. But again today, today is a good, good learning experience. Today is something to sort of bank and go, yeah, okay, let's let's look at this, let's take from this and and move on to you know, it's yeah, today was a good with good learning experience. We're not going to translate this what we saw today week in, week out yet. You know, I don't think it's you know you can play at a high level every single week in the Premier League at really high level like we did take like I don't think that's realistic. But you know, you can take you know the character and these intangibles from today, and you those are the kind of things you kind of got to expect week in week week out. As said, you know, uh, seeing Dzarsie just like again pump his fist, et etc. and like celebrate every single tackle. Like sure, maybe to people from the outside it might look a bit tinpot to but to, to Dzarsie and to his group that's important, and it's just you know. That kind of thing, that kind of attitude moving forward, like essentially everything they do on a football pitch matters, you know, every single thing has consequence. Kind of going about because it said they played like their lives depended on it today, and kind of going like even in these lesser games or you know, moving forward, could just kind of have it's still pretty important, folks. Like every single game is important, just trying to get that free to them. And yeah, if pots just play, keep playing, can play players in their position, their best position, that will help as well. There's, yeah, I guess. Time, patience, which again is, you know, something we, we're gonna get used to. I'm gonna probably get get annoyed at them again in the future, maybe overreact to points, but again it's trying to just try and be level headed most of the time. As I said, yeah. Today's a great today is today is, is a really, really good point and it's a really, really great performance. Let's hope we build on this and let's hope we, we use this as a springboard and it's not just a it's not just a flash in the pan, but this is yeah, we've kind of seen two of the last three games the level of performance expected and then in that third game when we weren't great, still some of the character to kind of go to the end and get get that get that win. So yeah, Dan has said it's you know, time, patience, just players giving it their all no no half arsenate I said that was that was a proper team out there today. That as a team that I was proud of. i you know, I've not probably been more proud of a Chelsea team this you know in a while since since then. I was really, 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 really proud of our group of players today. Really, really happy. Could not fault any of them at all. Um Next question, final question, as it currently stands, comes in from RJ. Promising overall display, lads. What would be your key mess? What would be your key messages from Poch to the players following this match? Tom, what would your message? If you were Poch, what would your messages to these players be, kind of following following this match? I just
1: want a carbon copy next Sunday. That's all I want. Um, you know, I think you just need to pat the players on the back and say, look, you are growing. You have what it takes. Give them some confidence. They deserve it. They they are just showing us showing us they have what it takes. And all I all I want them to know is, as a fan, I suppose I can say this: if they keep doing what they're doing, if they keep playing with their heart in their sleeves, and they keep they keep playing for the badge, our fan base will be behind them. Till the death, honestly. Okay. Our fan base will be behind them through thick and thin forever. And I really do think in in the space of about three games, this connection between the players and the fans is just something is happening. That's all I will say with this squad. Something is happening. Now
0: we've got to keep it. Now we've got to keep it. That's the next thing. We've got to keep this. They've got to they've got to keep it, because I agree with you, Tom. I look I, even because I am of Crystal Palace on Monday night. You kind of see the scenes with the player celebrating again. Free little birds. It's kind of silly. I didn't. We didn't even really mention of a hot Monday night jam. Kind of sung it a little bit at the start. But again, we saw the away singing that throughout the game. The cameras picking it up. Like again, that as I said, Crystal Palace. Maybe as I said, there were parallels to you know Villa away in the cup being sort of a turning point at Poch's first season at Spurs, who knows, maybe half-time at Crystal Palace on Monday night is potentially a turning point where we just got over the line. Who knows? But yeah, as said, in terms of, RJ, in terms of what my message to Poch would be to the players, again, I would just say, you know, again, I'm really, really proud of them. I would pump their tyres up. I would. I would pump their tyres up because, you know, they need to believe, they need to believe, you know, how good they are. They need to believe how good they are. But also then you go, say he's good, Right. You then got it. The you got time is. off. You try and you know they'll you know they'll probably what rest tomorrow or one of the days. But then they've got to realize like that was good, but it was also only good enough for a point. And this is not me trying to downplay. Move that performance was good, but it was also only good enough for a point. So you kind of know the levels that are required to compete at this top level. So try go out there and kind of just try and repeat it next week against Liverpool. And again, just moving forward, RJ, kind of moving on from the immediate short term of Liverpool next week. Again, it's just kind of like. I guess, trust each other, commit to everything. Cause again, I think at points in various weeks, you kind of see Chelsea players, maybe at points, they don't necessarily commit to everything. they're maybe, you know, they're quite happy to lose a man or they don't quite track back how they should. They're not quite, quite fully at it. And then you kind of see when you have a team, when you have a players that commit to each other, that what you can achieve. So they're saying, just commit, just commit to everything. Just, yeah. Believe in each other. It's quite, quite, cr- I know, quite cheesy this, but yeah, just believe in each other. is cringe. And said, he, they, he should tell, tell them he, these players can see what you know. They've gone toe to toe with the treble, with the treble winners, with the best team in England right now, probably one of the best teams in Europe. This young squad, this raw one squad, of the so, teams yeah. ever, yeah.
1: one of the best teams ever mate. One of the best teams ever. You do exactly if your
0: podch, exactly if your pump their tyres up. You know, you then got again, uh, then you know, pump them up in the immediate aftermath. Pump their tyres up, and then during the week in the build-up to this game, you get them right and you get them in the right headspace for that that final for Liverpool because they go again, they go again, and it's yeah. As I said, it was. Yeah, if I'm Poch, I've probably not been more like, aside, Villa amount, I've not been if I'm Poch, I'm probably not been more proud of this group of players in my time in charge. If I'm Poch, I've not, not been more proud of this group of players in my time in charge you know, since you know, the last ten, eleven days or whatever it is, has said, Yeah. Fair fucks, Chelsea. Fair fucks. Good stuff. Good stuff. Really Really, really good. Yeah. No,
1: And something I will say, Nick, I was on this podcast with you after the Brighton game last season, I believe. And we were both yep. saying yep. we just want something that connects us as fans yep. to the team, to the club, to the manager, even. They are giving us that. We're not going to it all the fair. time, but particularly since that Villa game. This is what we ask as fans—something for us to hold on to and say, "We feel you. We, we, we feel your pain. We feel the highs and lows. And these boys are just—they are—they are giving that to us. They, you know, every time we score, they come to the crowd. They, they show us—they show us that they're with us, and we show we're with them." And the fact that that's coming back to this club just makes me, me so happy honestly it it just gives a spark it it, it it It's like something's igniting, and if it can continue, who knows what these guys can achieve even this season as you, as you say, we're in all the competitions we were in at the start of the season. we've not been eliminated out of anything yet. Let's see what's going to happen because I'm not going to write these boys off. Um, this squad needs our support more than ever, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed. And, they said, and I was pretty pretty harsh on a Monday night. You know, they, I, I felt they got away with one Monday night, but I'm harsh because I also fucking believe in them. And, I, you know, I think the players, you know, are capable of more. And, they, and I trust them. As I said, on the season preview with Tom Coley, we kind of went in it and we said, Tom and I, we did the season preview and Tom and I said, look, we've literally spent our summer kind of not worrying about Chelsea too much. And we've been on the back of this watching an England team play a style of cricket that has just reignited our love for, their, for the test team and just the feel, good factor, and just the wonderful vibes and around it. And you, you, you're proud of them and you're just like, yeah, I just wanted to feel something with this Chelsea team this season. Because that's what, you know, sport is about feeling things and it's about emotions and all sorts. And I said, you know, Tom and I said season preview, if this Chelsea team can just do that, and happy i'm not asking for you know immediate success i'm not asking for the world here i'm just asking for feeling i want to feel i want to just feel asking things. for basketball, mate you're just asking for basketball. <laughs> well yeah well po- po- pochball, poch ball is uh cooking in uh two of the last three games that's for sure but no nah, look you just want to i said sport you want to feel things fair play i said i'm you know if i'm I, i'm like smiling i'm buzzing with axel of desire, like fist bumping every block everything this is kind of it like and I know, you know, we I said before, previous questions, you can't get this every single week. That, that level of performance every single week. I just want that feeling. I just want that because too often at times the chelsea of the season has just felt you've just been coming away from game, just feeling a little bit apathetic and just a bit like, ugh. I said, this This was fucking on it. This was this was good. Villa and the Cup was on it. There have been instances this season. There have also, you know, been instances where we've maybe fought similar to maybe how we do now and they've been turned out to be Full storms, but I really, really hope, you know, that again, this can be the start of something. And, you know, if we can go to Liverpool, I mean, I was going into this game, really, I was tonight, today, I was, I cared more about the performance than the result. I'll be honest. I did because I thought I, I, I expected us to lose. So I thought, I just want to see you. I don't want to see you capitulate. I don't want to see you lose three or four, one. I want to see you fight. And Hey, we came out with a draw and we fought to the end and yeah, we were so good and we frustrated city and we've dented their title bid, which sure. You know, I'll be brutally honest. You know, it's the, that's the only one downside of tonight because I need Manchester City winning this Premier League title ahead of Liverpool and Arsenal. But right now, I don't care about that. I, you know, that's something to, you know, that's not that's not our problem to do. We, we've we done our job. Uh, now it's now it's the time for other teams to step up and help see Wimberley, But that's, you know, let's not get distracted. Let's, you know, keep the focus on Chelsea here. But yeah, no, really, really, really pleased with them tonight. Really, really pleased with them. That was it. That, tonight, I got... Tonight I tonight and Villa, two of the last three games, I've kind of got what I've wanted from a team for ages season. A team that is just courageous, that is brave, that fights, that just works for each other, that just runs for each other. Like yeah. Fair play. Fair play to ev- to all of them involved today. I'm really, really, really proud of them. That was that was good. That was good. Now let's build a on final, it. let's build on it because fi- it's two it's too good Villa and City, two of those three games, they're too good to not build on now There's too good for nothing to come of it this has got to now lead to something whether or not next week is it we'll wait and see but then immediately after that there's leads in the cup let's go progressing out let's book a let's book a, a quarterfinal date or whatever let's progress him out let's get let's try and book another trip to Wembley this season as well after a cup of the final. let's just keep building let's just ch- harness this chelz harness this energy there's been times this season you've been Given that chance, I said we had that week where we beat City, where we beat Spurs for one. Albeit it was a bit of a crazy game when we draw drew four with City, and we thought, okay, is this it? And then no, it wasn't. Some time has passed, some more experience has passed. Maybe some we've learned a bit more about this squad. We've grown a bit together. Hopefully now, maybe we can ch- we can take charge of this and build on it. But we'll wait and see. Tom, you had something to say?
1: Yes, mate. A final anecdote from the game. Um, final thing I want to say, and I absolutely love them. The guys that sit behind me, they've become used to saying, to using the term "Axel
0: disasters to describe a certain player. Now, all I want to oh, yeah. say uh, is... That has been a phrase that uh, has been used on this podcast as well this season uh, before. as well. All <laughs> I want
1: to is... say is, it was a disaster, but, but not for him. I'm looking at you, Erling Haaland, shoving that camera away at full time. That boy, Axel Disasters, he brought disaster on you, pal. Have a good night yeah. when you're out of his pocket.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, indeed, indeed. I said that was that was good. It said, you know, these are these are the type of games that you know that relationship with fans. Axel sort of cult hero status, status can really, really be bought. And I said, I really hope for Axel, you know, this is something he can build on going forward because he's had he's had a pretty you know good week for endearing himself with the Chelsea fans, and you know that's great for him. Let's hope he can build. And I said, let's just hope we can just build on this. I said, folks. It's really good. I want to, you know, I want to bathe in the positivity tonight because, again, this is this and Aston Villa are probably the happiest I've been after a game, after a game this season. You know, or I can't really have any complaints about what I've witnessed. Even that Arsenal tool was very good, but I was bemoaning an individual error from a from a player, etc. In my game tonight, I can't. I said I can't blame anyone. That was that was top notch. So yeah, I'm really really proud. Only a couple of questions come in. Said we were recording, you know, uh, Saturday evening. Uh, after the game but yeah thank you to everyone who gets involved I said thank you to everyone who listened uh before we go i'll get Tom to give himself one last spot where people can find him and we'll stop so tom tell people where they can find you follow me tovers98 on x um follow the chelsea
1: social you'll catch everything of mine on there um but yeah have a great week guys just still absolutely buzzing
0: yeah, indeed, indeed. Tom, the links will be in the description below. As for us, are on Twitter or X about Chelsea, pod one, Instagram about Chelsea, pod one, or your usual podcast platform prizes, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please feel free to leave a rating and a review whenever I do find any likes and reposts go a long way. Uh, at the end of the day, we are just Chelsea fans talking to fellow Chelsea fans about the one club that we love. And yeah, it's, you know, when we get to be this positive and talk, Feel just feel this good about our club, you know it's nice because it's you know let's be real it's not been a, a nice couple of seasons for, for for being Chelsea fans and you know talking about Chelsea much. So tonight we we enjoy and we build and let's hope you know we've now got you know a nice little break. We've got eight days till our cup final, uh so let's just yeah let's just enjoy it. um But yeah, we'll be back next episode. We'll be talking about that that cup final. So fingers crossed. We're talking about uh the start of, of hopefully a dynasty for Mauricio Pochettino at Chelsea. But until the next episode, keep the blue flag. Line high. Man City won, Chelsea won. Well deserved point probably. I think Parland
1: probably could have won in the game, but I think also we had a lot of chances to win the game. Um
0: yeah, good result. a bit, bit annoyed, but we'll see. Anyway, cup final next week. Go on. Sports Social Podcast Network